got it. Nick, that was me signing there? my consent form. Your consent form to record? Didn't yes. we decide it's not a consent? It's just an acknowledgement? Because yeah, it doesn't do anything. The beginning of last week's episode. Also, can you hear me well? Because the fan on my... On yeah, my I can I love how you're asking now, after we were starting recording, even well, though we've it, been it, talking it started, for about 15 minutes. It started really ramping up a second ago, so I just wanted to make sure. I can I can hear you well, loud and clear. Really hot. Okay, welcome to Point of View, everyone. Welcome to episode 12. Justin, how are you? I'm good. Nick, is there like a material item that you lose like, I know some people lose their wallet, their keys, and their phones. Not, like, for good, but, like, misplaced, and you have to, like, retrace your steps to figure out where it is, and, like, before you go. Or is there, is there something? There's something misplaced often. Because to answer <laughs> really? your question, my AirPods, my wallet, my cell phone, my um, chargers. In fact, I had to drive back to work last night to get my really? charger. Um, yeah, the reason you lose, yes. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I'm I wouldn't say I'm notorious because really it's only my family who knows that I constantly lose this, but I give my mom a lot of crap for misplacing her phone all the time because she's always like you know, like shuffling things around and looking. It's funny because she's such an organized person, but she always misplaces her phone. And so, whenever she just looks lost in the house, we're just like, Do you lose your phone? Like, shut up. <laughs> He goes, shut up. Um, but I, uh, it, in the last year, I think I've lost, like, for good. Like, I've misplaced them multiple times. But headphones, like, wired headphones. Mm. Like, yep. I have a wireless set of headphones. And, yes, I like them. But, like, for this, like, I like having a wired headphone that I can plug into my computer and put into my ear. And my phone has a headphone jack and stuff. And so I, sometimes I like using that for phone calls. But I've probably gone through five pairs of headphones. I just lose them all the time. Sometimes they're in my pocket, or actually most of the time they're in my pants pocket. And then I like throw my pants in the laundry. And then after they've been washed and dried, I pull my headphones out. And it's like, oh, are they have they survived the wash? Mm, and sometimes they yes. have, sometimes they haven't. But I've bought like five pairs of headphones it's been so frustrating and now that i do a podcast it's even more frustrating because that is the one time during the week where i like want to have them and mm -hmm. so i don't know i have this backup apple pair so you'll be happy that i'm like this old <laughs> apple pair that i'm wearing that i'm using right now but it has like a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack not even like the what's it called the lightning is that what the yes the, the new headphones now, if you use a wired one, how, like the lightning the port, lightning right? port, yes, yep. which is annoying because it's the same port that you charge your phone, so you can't charge right. and use the lightning unless you have a 12 or 13 and have the, um, mag the magnetic one. Yeah. yeah, or you can, you know, do wireless charging on the prior, on the earlier versions, but it's still annoying to have to leave your phone on the ground right. or on a, on a flat surface. These headphones probably went to, like, the first generation brick iPod that had like the little, the little circle, you know, that yes. you like, you just shuffle to like go through your, your music library. You had to like put your finger clockwise to try and go through. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Speaking of that, did you play the game? I think there were like three games on the 
original iPod, and it was called Brick, and it was like the classic game that you move the bottom thing. Brick and you Breaker. Hit. Yes, but there was yeah. one that Apple that came with the iPhone or the iPods, um, and it used to frustrate me because each time you won a level, it would add another color. But for some reason, one of the colors or one of the levels just repeated the color. I don't know what color it was. I think a green <laughs> was the first level, orange was the second, and then like red was the third and the fourth and then blue was the fifth like why that used to bother me <laughs> so much is it bad that i'm trying to picture it was it the ipod that i was just talking about that you were referring I think to so the nano i didn't One even know them. that you could do games on there there were like three and i think you had to really go into settings like you had to dig um gotcha so that was that was fun i remember in high school putting games on our on my calculator like the calculator that my high school required, which is like, I, don't, I think it was called like the TI Inspire something magic numbers. I don't know. That was, like, <laughs> that was the name of it. But it was a TI like Inspire CAXCS something. CISCX, I don't know. Oh, so I forget. Cool. I didn't. Well, well, I wasn't cool because I there was, there was people in my class that like knew how to do it so you had to just like plug it into your computer and like you downloaded these files cube runner which like was yeah. this arrow and then a minefield of cubes and you had to avoid the cubes um i think snake was an option yes um I'm trying to think of other ones but, but yeah we, do we, whole, we got we could do a whole episode talking about games honestly games Webkins games. Yes. Did you have a favorite web? Did you play Webkins? I had Webkins. Did you have a oh favorite gosh. game? I don't remember all the names of them. I definitely did. Or do you remember um, like a the snow the the polar bear game? That was fun. Was definitely one that I liked. I'm trying to think of um some. I had a Webkins did you too. did you play the up? Oh, we have our first interruption of the episode. Who is it? Oh, they're definitely, now they're not even going to, oh, I think it's my mom. Here she comes. It might be my sister. I don't know. Oh, it's my mom. Yeah, I told you I was recording. Welcome. I, I was taking a nap. What is this? This is an unexpected visit. Should I read it out loud? I don't even know what it says. Funny how drinking eight cups of water a day seems like it's impossible, but eight beers and sit why? And six shots in three hours go down like, I'm not reading this. I'm not reading this. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Point of do. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. And on today's episode, our topic is one that was requested by a listener, hookups and dating in college, most specifically in the age of dating apps. Justin, let's talk about things from our lack Point of, of experience.
anyways, I completely oh forget gosh. what I was saying. Oh, the I think I was gonna say I was a salve when it came to the uh, smoothie game, and she'd be like, "Let's," she'd be like, "Let's get ready for some smoothie moves." Ah, uh, yes. I was so good at that. I literally would play. I think one day when I was homesick, I played that game and got my f- picture on the like the high score of the day, which was embarrassing oh, yeah. in and of itself because I think I was like fourteen. Um, we all that's were. how you win those. You have to be older than. But yeah. Yes, I. So this is something funny. My brother and I used to share a room, right? And. My mom, we'd always make fun of my mom because no matter what she'd have us go to bed at seven, right? Seven on the dot. And in the summer, it was funny because it didn't get dark till like 8.30. And so like, why are we going to bed? And still the sun's so loud. She goes, shut up. We're going to bed. You're going to bed. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Her weekly shout out. Her weekly shout out. I know it has become a weekly thing. Um, and, but so my brother and I would, we'd go to bed, air quotes, we'd go to bed at seven. And then we'd stay up just like talking to each other. You know how you're doing sleepovers? Well, my brother and I did that like nightly. And yes, we do. Do you like your sister? What was your story? (laughs) So we would stay up just talking to each other. And sometimes eventually I, and if I, we have my brother on, he can talk about this too, but I liked creating like made up games for like, my little friend groups and like my my siblings and all this stuff and one of the games that we played in my bedroom when we were supposed to be sleeping was webkins bowling but in real life so we would take the little stuffed animals and we'd set up little bowling pins and the the the, the like there's it was a little alley at the foot of our bed that or not it wasn't an alley but it was our bowling alley mm-hmm. there was a space that was long enough and so we would basically take our little stuffed animal webkins and have this tennis ball and we would have the webkins hold the ball and we would make the webkins bowl and we would make up these random scores and we would bowl at night and then we did um real life webkins mini golf which was really just miming and like grabbing our our webkins and just kind of like swinging their bodies as if they were just I don't know, being yanked. These webkins, weren't they just like, wasn't this just like mini golf? And like, but this makes sense. You used the webkins to play these games. Yes, we just, we just swung the, we just grabbed the webkins by the neck and kind of swung them around. And there was no club or no ball for the web things. We were just like, oh, we missed the hole. Oh, we did. We got a hole in one. We just have random scores, but we bonded. It was fun. (laughs) And then we had a system, of course, when we did this, where, if we thought we heard our parents coming, we had a red light, green light, yellow light system where it was, if we, because de- we could, we, you know how you know the, the sounds of your own house? Yes. So like if we could tell that one of our parents was making a beeline for our bedroom, we would say red. And so we'd jump into our beds and pretend we were sleeping. And then. And lose we, the bullet just on the ground. Yes. And yes. And then we would, we would say green when the coast was clear and if then if we weren't sure if someone was coming but it might have sounded that was a yellow and you know it definitely it worked sometimes when we were just talking and we heard but if we were you know playing bowling and we slept the stuff all over the place they totally could tell if they opened the door that we were up but that's really funny we thought we were smart (laughs) we were clever from 
I forget what your original intro, what you talked about. Was. Do you lose things? Do you lose things to then my wired headphones that go to the old iPod, to the games on the iPod, to Webkins, to now real life Webkins games? Well, track of time. Conversation is fun on point of view. Yes. How are you? I'm good. I went and saw the Jonas Brothers Friday night. Ah, yes. It was good. Or they were good. Um, it was my first time seeing a show at Fenway, so that was cool. That's such a fun concert venue. Yeah, it really was. I'm. It was better than I expected, um, except I had a drunk person in front of me who was very loud, and each time, like, like every, like, I'd say four songs, the security guard would come over and be like, you have to stay in your aisle. He was, like, up on his seat at one point recording. Um, he missed, I hate to break it to him, hopefully he's not listening to this, but he missed the um, love bug. He was trying to record it because he, I guess he liked that song and he didn't hit the record button. So the whole time I'm watching him, like just getting his life, w- holding the camera up, thinking he's recording. And then the song ended and he hit the button and then it started recording. I, I saw Maroon 5 there a couple weeks ago and someone did the exact same thing. Yeah. When Adam Levine took his shirt off, someone thought <laughs> they were recording, but they were not and then they pressed the button when they tried to end the recording and it started recording that's just uh facepalm yep facepalm moment remember when we um talked about tom last weekend or last episode that just brings me when you said adam levine took his shirt off it reminded me of the super bowl (laughs) (laughs) well tom and i were watching and adam took his shirt off and tom literally immediately goes Good night, Maroon Five, and walked out <laughs> to bed. He was like, "I've seen enough." Did we watch that Super Bowl together? I think I had a party in my room. That was Shakira and J Lo. Oh, that we watched. Maybe together. you weren't there. Why yeah, weren't you at my party? Yeah, maybe you watched that one at a party in your room. But I was with uh, Tom and I think Santino, or maybe Rachel and Elizabeth. I'm not sure. Sure. But yeah. So that's how my weekend went. That's fun. Who would you go to the concert with? Um, oh, I'm really cool. Um, my sister, my mom, and my dad. Oh, <laughs> my dad awesome. did not want to be there. I enjoyed <laughs> myself. My mom was like having the time of her life. Yeah, um, so we actually all do like each other. Um, but they also do things like interrupt the podcast. So <laughs> it's only natural. Yes, I'm surprised I haven't had interrupt any interruptions thus far. Well, my dog, I feel like at one point. Yes. And yeah. a squeaky chair in Baltimore. Yes. That uh, was... Yeah. <laughs> Should we introduce the topic? Yes. I feel like it's now an obligatory sentence to introduce the topic is, should we introduce the topic? Is, yeah. Well, it's is... the same thing as like, do you want me to start? Which I was yes. opening for the longest time. And it really, I would, wasn't expecting it to make the podcast. I thought it was just like, all right, I'm going to start. And then Dan would cut it there, but he leaves it in, which is really fun. <laughs> Um, I found that in order to start the podcast, we just, I or you just have to have a conversation starter. For instance, behind the scenes, my mind, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, my mindset was, okay, I want to talk about my headphones. Nick, have you lost anything? And then this episode, we just kind of started going. You have to have a conversation starter, like question or something to like address the other person and then we can just go off. That's what I've learned, but... Yes, we sure we sure can introduce the topic. Go ahead, you can do the honors. Nick, hit yourself with that hard intro.
Okay. <laughs> I, th so this topic was one I thought of. I didn't think of it actually. It, someone wanted to hear us talk about dating in college and hookup culture and just going out, um, whether it be to bars, to clubs, there was a place in Baltimore called Power Plant, which was known for being like the place that everyone at Loyola went to, especially as freshmen and sophomores. Um, on Thursdays. Yes, on Thursdays for Thirsty Thursday. It was the place that I was known for not going to in my friend group. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so so that was, that's shout out Power Plant. I did record a music video there once, which we can- What? You knew this. Oh, no, you didn't know this. You weren't on campus that semester. We'll talk about that later. But- um, I was absent. Yeah. yeah, so should we, how do you want to open this conversation? Because- it's like, hey, what are your thoughts on dating? Like, what? Like, <laughs> how do you how do you go there? You know? Yeah. Well, I will just say that I am very old school with my thinking about dating and hooking up and all that stuff. And and I think a lot of my friends are very similar to that. Um, but I know that I might not necessarily be the um, majority opinion if you were to poll a college population, because I feel like colleges, when you're in college and college campuses, what is the, what is the scene? What is the scene? It's, I feel like, and maybe this is no longer true, but I feel like it's a, it's a hookup culture. Would you agree? Yes. 100%. I would say that. Yeah. And I think that's perpetuated by, you know, media and TV, you see it on TV, but it, but that, I would say is perpetuated by what actually happens at college. You know, it's like a, it's like a revolving cycle. Right. Um, college, I believe a lot of people have this idea that they have to go into college. I've spoken to friends that are like, I feel like I'm not doing enough in college. Cause I feel like I was supposed to be like, you know, making out with people and getting drunk and having the time of my life. And college is said to be the best four years of your life. And honestly, if college were the, was supposed to be the best four years of my, your life, then like, I just, if college was the best four years of life, I feel sorry for you because what are you saying? Your life is over? Like, that, that's horrible. <laughs> I, I always say that college without those things. I always say that college is the best at, at most three and a half years of your life because I always think the freshman fall is just going to be terrible for everybody. And I think we talked about this in a prior episode, but if anyone thinks that they had a good freshman fall I think you're lying to yourself because it's just it's awful for everybody and if it, they're acting like it's not and you're in that position now people are just lying to themselves because the, the transition is so hard it's so hard you know who it was good for though I will say Humpty Dumpty he had a great fall um no uh I'm a Humpty funk. Dumpty <laughs> Have you seen oh he had a great fall a wow great delayed I got it wow I'm saying that to <laughs> all week i've just like been going up to them during busy moments so i'll be like hey did you hear about my friend mr dumpty he had a great fall and then they like look at me with you know death glares or they find it funny um but yeah not to get too far from what we were talking about i agree i think especially people think like oh college like it's going to be so fun and it, there are a lot of fun moments but especially the first semester can be rough for a lot of people um yeah i think so I think what perpetuates things too is people come into college wanting to 
sometimes, not everybody, but some wanting to like having the opportunity to reinvent who you are, right? Because you're no longer living at home. Sometimes it's the first time you're living away from home or living away from your parents and family. And so you truly get to decide, and we've talked about this theme a little bit in prior, prior episodes, you get to decide who you want to be, how you want to act. And oftentimes I feel like that comes, the way you act and the way that you make decisions comes from a, pre, uh, a preconceived notion about what college is supposed to be like, right? And like you said, in uh, different forms of media, college is all about the frat parties or, um, you know, drinking and, um, you know, hooking up with people. And I know that from my experience, my freshman year, I felt like I was surrounded by that. Um, just because I don't know, I, I think I was just overwhelmed by it. Um, I will say I didn't drink in high school. I know that is also something that I might be in the minority of, um, but I didn't. And then when it was just more normalized in college, I was just like, okay, um, I need to figure out what my opinion on drinking is, even though, you know, most first years are not of age, people do drink in college and it's completely normalized. It's completely fine. Um, I'm not condoning underage drinking, but at the same time, it's like, it's normalized. I just want to like, for, for legal reasons, I'm not, I'm not saying go drink and when under, <laughs> if you're underage, but I'm just, I'm right. I'm being realistic. It happens in college and it's part of the, it's part of the life. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be if you don't want it to be. I will say that, like right. you mentioned, if it you can make that choice to not drink and people, I mean, people are going to have their opinions, whatever. But in my case, in my experience, because I chose not to drink um, underage, um, my friends, for the most part, respected it. Um, yeah. And by, for the most part, I, I got some like, oh, you don't want to just try it. But it wasn't, I didn't feel pressured into it. Ever. Right. Um, and I think maybe that might have something to do with who I hung out with too, because I'm assuming if you went to a frat party, um, I mean, I didn't go to frat parties. We didn't have fraternities at Loyola, but I don't think that I would have had the exact same experience if I was there. I don't think people would have been like, no, that's cool. Do whatever, do you like, I don't think that's sure. You know, going back to what we were saying about like hookup culture. Um, I'll just speak from my experience. So I entered college with a girlfriend and we ended up, what'd you say? I don't think I ever knew that. Yes. So I entered college with a girlfriend. We broke up um, October of my freshman fall. Um, and I think that too was just like, okay, now I'm single, but also I have to get over like my first heartbreak and all that things, all those things. But like I said, I'm very old fashioned and I'm not the type of person who's going to go to a bar and be like, first off I don't think I have confidence in what they call your game or I don't think I got game so I don't think I could go to a bar and just be like hey and it would lead to something because I just one that's not me and two I don't think I have the the charisma for that maybe I do but do. <laughs> I don't You're think that's just not me person but <laughs> well thank you I'm not just, um, I think our friends would agree too honestly like I think you were very smooth but um that's okay Keep going. I don't think that environment in that environment though I don't think you have any idea like I get very like 
that's just not my scene. So it's like, okay, I get very nervous or anxious. Like, how am I supposed to act? I'm just, I, I, I get context clues from the people around me and try and just like act like them. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm very uncomfortable with like, okay, like, should I, even if like, no, if someone not that this has ever happened but i can imagine that if i was i were at a bar and someone was coming on to me i can imagine i would not be able to handle that in a, in a very like good not like like a good smooth way like i feel like i would be like oh, okay that's cool like <laughs> i just think that's just not my scene and so when i say i'm very old-fashioned it's i'm someone who i like getting to know people um I mean, on a deeper level, that's, this is why we have a podcast and point of view and talking, having serious conversations and things. Um, I, I just, I don't think I'd be able to meet someone and then hook up with them or I don't know, just hook up with a friend or something. Like, that's just not something that I'm used to. Like I, there needs to be an established or that I'm comfortable with. There needs to be an established relationship mm -hmm. before that can happen, at least for me. Um, Right. And I don't know. What, what about you? Go ahead. I was just going to, to, you know, further that conversation a little bit. The word hookup in general is very vague. Some people think of that as making up, right? Making out making up <laughs> hookups are going, going out to a, you know, going up to a friend that you had a falling out with and, you know, just, just mending bridges. No, um, you can, some people think hookups are making out. Some people think that it's, you know, full on sex. You know, some right. people think it's, and even that, even the right. word is, and I'm not going to go into like, you know, specifics, but people have different definitions of what it right. is. And you get into the whole like bases, like, you know, the bases of hooking yes. up. Yes. Oh my God. That's like, like this first, second, third and home. Like I, I was, not that I was taught this. I don't know how I learned these, but like, I feel like everyone has different definitions for what the bases are too. Like yes. for me, I learned it was the four F's, French, feel, finger, Oh my God! <laughs> like holding hands, right? Because well, well the, the, they're the basis of hooking up. So the first base for hooking up would be French kissing, and then I the second. Friends. I really thought you were gonna say friends. Friends. <laughs> this has been point of do. Yeah, I'm really, really exposing what my knowledge here of the hookup culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like French kissing, um, feel. I, I don't really know how to define that one i guess people can figure that um, your emotions yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> your french kiss and then you can feel each other's emotions um <laughs> i didn't know where you were going with that yeah the the third one um fingers <laughs> i don't really fingers who do stuff together yes <laughs> <laughs> um can you tell i'm sweating right now um <laughs> is it hot in here or is it is just it hot in here or is it just us <laughs> um i guess i guess third would be um the hand things and the mouse things and then home is i feel like that's that's a mutually agreed upon what home base is i feel like yeah. final um, hug what did you say i said finally hug yes exactly that's the fourth f um yeah did you did you know what the basis? Wait, I'm curious what you thought. 
I didn't realize that they were that explicit. I thought it was like well, they're not. That's just how I the bases I remember. For first of all, I remember bases being like a middle school thing. So I remember being like <laughs> old hands, like kiss, and then I think one was like somewhat sexual, but I don't even remember what it was. Um, but those are definitely a different diff- different bases. But let me tell you something about the bases with me. I did not run them. I'm not even joking. I'm saying this in a literal way because when I was in, when I played t-ball, my Nana, who is like my favorite person in the world, she's since passed away. She died when I was a junior in college. So I knew you. Um, And I think I hung out with you the day that it happened too. Um, But she, I was petrified to run the bases at t-ball. So (laughs) she would run with me, air quotations on with me, but I would stand at home. She was, and meanwhile, she was like in her slippers and like in her, early 70s at the time maybe late 60s running the bases and she's like come on and I'm like standing there um to the point that um the coach was like to my mom we think it would be better if your mother didn't come to the game (laughs) that was the only way I'd participate so quick story about me with the bases that's that's such a wholesome story but I just because of the topic that we're talking about I'm thinking like running the bases is in like where are you hooking up like like where are you in the hookup stage and you're like my yeah. nana ran oh. the bases with me <laughs> no, I, I always go there when I hear bases of any kind like Fair enough. Any. my mind's in the gutter because of the topic that we're talking about I yeah, guess no, I mean understandably we we really shifted there to a <laughs> content moment but um <laughs> I hadn't heard of those. I mean, I can, I'm not like naive to the fact that those are probably the real bases, but I actually, I also haven't heard like an adult be like, have you made it to second base yet? You know? So like, right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, adults don't talk about the bases. That's what I'm saying. So like, it's just not a, yeah. yeah. But, um, you asked my take and I started talking about my Nana. Nana. Um, but I think that, so I agree with you in terms of like wanting to get to know someone. I think it's very hard to do that nowadays. Um, pandemic aside, honestly, I think it's hard to go into, it's hard to meet people romantically because I think the landscape is changing a little bit of how you do that. Like now we have dating apps. And if you think about it, dating apps, even I would say like, seven years ago were considered like it wasn't an app but it was oh I met someone on, online it's like oh you met them online like they were punchlines in tv shows like right. in our tv shows like um Spencer Shea and iCarly puts his dating profile on and all of the weird people he gets matched with just like that's always the case that's the trope in tv shows um and it was considered dangerous like we were taught growing up don't talk to strangers online but now it's a thing like tinder more people have it that are our age than not, I feel like, um, which stinks. Um, I will admit I have it and I hate it. This is what I mean by it's harder to meet people. Yeah, maybe in terms of like location, it's not because you can go on the app and you're all looking for the same thing. But I cannot form a like relationship with someone. And by relationship, I just mean like a friendship even with someone that I'm with aiming for that to be the goal. So I can't get on the app and be like, oh, you're attractive. I want to have a relationship with you. Like you force it, I feel like. And it just really like looks are a huge part of it anyways in our culture. Now add Tinder and um, Bumble and, you know, Grindr, whatever you want to, whatever app that you Christian mingle, honest to God, like. um, Farmers only. What? Farmers only. 
Is that a thing? You didn't know FarmersOnly.com was a thing? No. Oh my gosh. That's like a whole... Okay. That Yes. Farmers Only is like an app for... I don't know if it's for those who live in rural settings or if it's for actual farmers, but yeah, that is an app. For you to meet your next ear of corn. Um, (laughs) Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah. I I only have the cream of the crop on that app. Yeah. But you see the you see is the person's picture and you can be we've talked about this i think last episode you can be anything you want online so you can be a totally like perfected person per version of yourself one that you might not even that might not even accurately represent you um and i just hate it it's so like i can't do it even if the person like and i've matched with people that are like that i find very attractive i can't it's really hard yeah Some of them are have actually listened to this show really <laughs> yes some of the people you've matched with i've promoted yeah i've promoted hi nicks matches yeah but um and there are people like there's someone i'm even talking to right now and like i gel with them it's just like i've told them it's very hard for me on online to like i feel like i'm and i'm not dating this person i'm not like dating like we're not anywhere close to that but i feel like anytime i'm talking to someone online i'm dating my phone you bring up a good point and if i may i kind of want to just strip the conversation down to like romantic relationship building because i feel like what came first the chicken or the egg like did apps and online dating become a thing and then the hookup culture started or was you know the romantic dating moving towards a hookup culture and then online dating and apps and dating apps became a thing um i feel like it it has changed the process of how getting into a romantic relationship goes i feel like how it used to be was you would meet someone somewhere in person that maybe they were a friend maybe they were a colleague something like that then you would ask someone on a date or I don't know, I don't know what the difference between courting and dating is, but you would, you know, you know, you'd court someone back in the day. <laughs> That's how I see courting. Is what? I see it as an old just it's dating for old people. Dating for old <laughs> Plentyoffish.com. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually an old person's dating website, but it's in the telephone music video. It's placed there, ad placement. It's funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah, like I feel like it used to be dating, and then you were dating if you would go on dates, and then you were a couple if you decided to put a name on it, and then it was just that was that. I feel like now there are so many so many terms and so many different stages that I don't really even understand. Like first they're talking, and then if they've been talking for a while, they're a thing, and then if you've been a thing and you've gone on multiple dates, then I don't even think you're dating until you've labeled the relationship as boyfriend and girlfriend. Maybe dating becomes comes before boyfriend and girlfriend, and then your boyfriend and girlfriend, and then you're a couple. That, in my mind, those are synonymous. Uh, dating, dating, being boyfriend and girlfriend. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. So. Or boyfriend I, and boyfriend, or girlfriend and girlfriend, or you know, partner. Right. Right. Um. Yes. So. But I like I don't know what like <laughs> if I were talking to someone I don't know if I would be talking or if we would be a thing or if we would 
be dating like that that's all very confusing to me and then on the same end of that I've talked about how like I wouldn't be able to become physically intimate with someone until I had that kind of established relationship with them or even just because I kind of like exclusivity although everyone has their own things and more power to you like I feel like I would need to be in like a boyfriend girlfriend relationship before I get that but now even it's like okay there there, if you're a thing you could be just hooking up like no no exclusivity maybe some exclusivity and then the boyfriend girlfriend comes afterwards while for me that's reversed so I feel like the the process of getting into romantic relationships has changed along with um, what you were saying the apps and the websites and the getting to know people online yeah I think hookups were always a thing honestly like even in our parents generation it just wasn't like texting like they didn't have phones right that's I think I don't know if we talked about this before on the show but we're getting to that point by the way where we have enough episodes to be like did we talk about this I feel like the teacher that like teaches the same class five times over and then they're <laughs> like oh, we already talked about this um, at some point we just have to not say that we just 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 go with it <laughs> and it's just then they just become the people who are like well they already said this but let's we feel bad for them let's just keep let's just not say anything um, <laughs> then we can get voice messages saying by the yeah. way the, yeah <laughs> so but like in when our parents were our age or a little bit younger like you had to call the house and be like right. talk to so and so and then that person you would come down into your kitchen or whatever where the corded phone was and anyone in the house could hear what you were saying. Right. Which is mortifying. Right. Like imagine that's horrible. I wouldn't date. I would be single. Oh, wait, here I am. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a different, yeah. So, but I do think like, I think hookups were just more like at parties and it's like in cars, which like mm. I think still the case but you don't hear like oh like i have this like hookup tonight like some people plan their hookups which is interesting it's like oh i'm going over this person's house um it wasn't necessarily a culture hookups existed but it wasn't necessarily a culture yeah i mean i don't know i because i i wasn't there but i we we hear about hookup culture now all the time um my personal opinion on it is like again more power to you if that's what you like but i would prefer having a relationship with someone first because i i think it's you know not sound cheesy but more special when you're with somebody that you actually love and that's hard to come by too i think um, yeah and you just gave me a great segue i don't know if you know what i'm about to talk about but okay. when you told me the topic of this uh episode i brought up something that i learned about in high school and this is called the dating assignment have I talked to this about you off air or anything? No, I thought you were going to say the four Fs. But no, <laughs> we've covered that. I've, <laughs> I've just kind of calmed down. From, oh my gosh, I just said that on hair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Honestly, um, I cannot wait to listen to that. Uh, okay, well, moving on from the four Fs. 
<laughs> as far as we can from the four Fs, for me sharing my knowledge of four Fs. Um, there's a professor at Boston College, and she's a philosophy professor. Her name is Dr. Carrie Cronin, and she noticed, she's been teaching for a while at Boston College at different universities, and she noticed that there was kind of an advent of the hookup culture, like when people would no longer be going on dates and they would just kind of be meeting people in different social settings and um, having hookup partners that way. And she decided to try this, I forget how many years ago, but she made a dating assignment part of her syllabus. So no matter what class you're, you have with her, the dating assignment is in the syllabus somewhere during the semester. And I have it here and I'm going to read a little bit of it, but this there is, are different, what? This is so interesting. I am so intrigued to hear what you're about to say. I'm and so there was a, there was also a documentary made about her and this assignment, which I will share um, afterwards, but, huh? How old is it? The dating assignment? Yeah. It was like created when we were maybe in the middle school, high school. The documentary is more recent. The documentary came out when I was a freshman or sophomore in college. So the documentary is newer, but this is there. There are different steps to this assignment, um, and you have to follow each step. Um, so anyway, it's step one: planning and asking. Step two: the date. Step three: after the date. And so some things on the, on the assignment say, um, your assignment is to go on an actual date, a real date, a date that would fall into a category of old fashioned, if that helps you at all. Here are the rules. Step one, planning and asking. You must ask someone out in person, not in a text message, Facebook, or IM. Arrange the date within three days of asking. Waiting longer creates unnecessary anxiety, invites drama, and sets the stage for unsolicited opinions and advice. This person must be someone who is a legitimate romantic interest, not just a friend. It does not have to be a person you've had a crush on for months or years. In fact, it probably shouldn't be that person since that might be a bit intense. You must plan the date yourself. Do not leave it up to the other person. Do not go to a movie on a first date. A movie is at odds with the aims of a first date, which is to get to know the other person through conversation. Choose movies for a second or third date, but choose wisely. Beware of foreign films that might have explicit sex scenes that can make you or the other person feel very uncomfortable. You must be willing to report about the date back in class. This should not be a date with a person whom you've already dated. Tell no more than three or four people about the date. Having 83 people weighing in with opinions is disastrous. The date may be a daytime or nighttime date, but the date must occur before 10 p.m. A walk around the reservoir at midnight or later is not a date. It's sketchy. Or it's the beginning of a hookup. So th that's just the rules for step one, planning and asking. But I think her doing this is trying to, um, I don't know if I've said this, but her, her goal was people, her students had been talking about, okay, it's becoming a hookup culture. I'm meeting people in a social setting and we're hooking up, but I, I'm, I'm feeling unfulfilled after this. And she, she thought that people no longer knew how to, how to date. And so this was the assignment. She literally had to map out what a date is supposed to be like, how you should ask someone, um, how to basically have the most success. Um, do you have any, any, any uh, initial reactions to that first part of the assignment? Yeah, I, I hear invasion of privacy. No, um, <laughs> I, I need this assignment. Um, 
and I hear what? Like this, <laughs> so I, I just have so many people. Like, what about people that aren't romantically interested in other people? What about um? how many success rate like i would love to i i want this assignment to be honest <laughs> yes and i i can share this um when this episode releases i can share it in the description too um yeah, I'm interested i if you don't mind i would like to read um a little bit more more of it um, so that's the planning and asking which i feel like even some of the rules are kind of like really do you have to say that but ask in person i feel like that makes sense um i've never thought about the date has to be within three days of asking like that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. like i don't know in real life i don't know if it necessarily has to be that strict because you know i don't know opinions sure but i think that makes sense i think it's funny to beware of foreign films that might have explicit sex scenes <laughs> it's kind of funny right honestly american films can have very explicit sex scenes like um so anyway step two the date the date should be a level one date. So she gives different levels um, of the dates in class and the documentary, what do you say? So the first step, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the documentary has the different levels too, but the date, the date should be a level one date. It should be between 45 and 90 minutes long. It is important that the date be no longer than 90 minutes, even if it is going well, especially if it is going well. The date, might be at an on-campus location, but an off-campus location is preferable. Keep it close to campus, though, so that the time limit observed, no long transportation time. You should pay for the date, no matter how vigorously the other person offers to pay, and regardless of your instincts on traditional gender norms. The date must involve no alcohol. Going for coffee or lunch or just dessert is a good idea. There is too much at stake in long, intense dates, like a romantic dinner downtown. There shall be no physical interaction during the date with the possible exception of a friendly A-frame hug. If you don't know what an A-frame is, it's basically um, your hips are away from each other and you kind of both lean forward and hug each other around the shoulders, creating kind of like the triangle. Like if someone was looking at you, like an A-frame. I feel like if nothing happens though, I feel like that might not lead to anything. I'm not saying you need to be like, I'll just say, I feel like if you don't do like you don't even have to kiss but like if there's like no if you're like making it a point not to have physical like touch of any kind like interaction i feel like they might pick up on that be like oh well, they don't i don't know well let's 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 continue here it says the date must involve only the two of you alone no third wheels allowed no double dates going on a date with another couple with friends in parentheses um prior to the date plan at least three or four questions about the other person and one or two topics so that if you hit a lull, you can go to those. Don't be afraid of lulls in the conversation though. That's natural. During the date, try to make the conversation a two-way conversation. Interrogating the other person is just as bad as giving a monologue. Understand and give signals at the end of a date. Signaling that you would like to go out again might include saying things like, this was fun, maybe we can do it again next week. Or regarding paying the bill, I would like to get this, maybe you can get it next time. When someone says, this was fun, thanks. It means that they are not sure they want to go out again. Give them a chance to back out gracefully. So that's everything for step two. Um, I think what you said is valid. Um, in today's world, I feel like a lot of people have ended and a first date with maybe a kiss or um, yeah. a brush of the leg or a brush of the leg. Like, like, you know, just like 
like if you're if you and I are facing each other in like a I don't know a lot like a coffee house and like two like armchairs or something it's like oh my gosh I mean, that could also be creepy, but like yeah, I feel like just the way the it was context. Said, <laughs> the like, context is appropriate. <laughs> yes, of course, of course, it would have to be appropriate. But um, <laughs> little bit of salmon. That's an inside joke. We're not going there right now. It's gonna be inside. Uh, did you see what Dan wrote? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that makes sense. Like, I think what she's just trying to do is like you know, she's doing, like, old-school dating, so, like, just not having, when you're going into a date, not having in mind said, okay, the goal is a kiss, or the goal is something. I think hugging, I think, I mean, she says no physical interaction with the possible exemption of an A-frame hug, for aim, a, I'm going to start that over, with an A-frame hug. I feel like that's fair. I like hugging people, like, Mm -hmm. hug them when you start the date hug them when you end the date and then express your interest in continuing or doing another date um yeah and then finally this last part step three after the date it says um email the person within 48 hours of the date i I would say email or text i don't know again i don't know when this came out but email or text the person within 48 hours of the date thanking the person for going out with you Keep the message very short. If you don't want to go out with the person again, uh, sorry, I read that wrong. Keep the message very short if you don't want to go out with the person again. If you're open to another date, note that a second or third date does not mean you're necessarily open or committing to a relationship. Make the message a line or two longer, mentioning specifically what you enjoyed about the date. If a person doesn't seem to want to go out again, drop it and move on. Don't waste time pining without judgment about the date until you've had a chance to go back over the conversation the next day or oh not without sorry withhold what do you say recreational reading recreational reading is also apparently something i don't do <laughs> withhold judgment about the date until you've had a chance to go back over the conversation the next day or even two days later do not analyze the date with friends Remember that going on a second date doesn't mean you really, really like that person. It might take several dates to know if you're really interested in moving toward a second level date or even toward a relationship. On the other hand, if you're still not sure by the third date, chances are you're not interested. And in fairness, you should not go out again. Know that the other person is free to do the same. The first few dates are about information gathering. Deal with rejection intelligently and responsibly. Pay attention to how your fears and desires are really at work in your feelings about refreshing a date, about refusing a date with someone or in getting a refusal. Know how to say no to a second or third date with grace and honesty, not brutal honesty though. Respecting the dignity of yourself and the other person. Keep a refusal short and kind. Always give a refusal in person or on the phone, never in a voicemail message, text, email, or social media. Memorize these words. It has been really nice to get to know you and I had a good time, but I think I just don't feel this clicking or heading in a romantic direction. End of story. No, really, don't say anymore. You'll just be digging yourself in beyond that point. And that's the end of the first page of the assignment. That's only the first page? Well, because there's other... Well, actually, that might be the whole thing. Yeah, that is the whole thing. Okay, I was like, what is this? Is this her whole class? What does she teach? Yeah. (laughs) Again, she's a philosophy teacher, so, oh, um, or a professor. 
Um, but yeah, I I like this. I, I was told about it in uh, in high school in the class. I think it's I just think it's a really interesting thing that she's teaching her students how to go on dates. And I think even now, like even you and I have like, mm, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like we're not used to those types of dates anymore. But I think that's what courting, or as you say, old people dates, like that's what that, I feel like that's what it used to be. Milady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a documentary that goes with that. And... I want to. I might genuinely watch it tonight. Yeah. I the 60 Minutes interview with Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm genuinely excited. It's um, she talks about how their relationship, how she navigates her, their relationship now that he has um, pretty advanced Alzheimer's. Um, oh, gotcha. That'll be interesting. I'm excited, and also how he sings with Alzheimer's and what switches when when he it the, it looks really good but beside the point i think i want to watch this documentary too yes um so anyway um i think it's interesting i think she the documentary does a really good job of kind of exemplifying what the assignment does for people and in it actually they talk about or one of her students talks about the experience so she get and he says I got to know this person a lot better than if I just hooked up with them at a party. Um, I feel like it was more meaningful. Um, and I'll let the documentary do its do the explaining. But she she finds that she gets a lot of success with this assignment. Um, In terms of like they go on more dates or they enter relationships or people just enjoy the assignment and give positive feedback. In terms of getting positive feedback back, um, getting positive feedback and her students realizing that there's more to romantic relationships or creating romantic relationships than just um, a hookup culture, that there are other options. I was going to say that so explicitly. (laughs) I'm not going to. Okay. All right. I'll write it in the chat. Hold on. Okay. Well... Anyway, since a podcast is an audio and voice thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I'm that's specifically why it's going in the chat. Okay. Is there anything that you would like to add to this conversation that you haven't said already? Or that I we have more about? people were interested in having this conversation. And I hope that there are, that we just don't talk about it a lot because like, like I said at the beginning, this was a suggested topic from a listener when, and um, when we asked for requests on what people want to hear and we want to continue to hear what listeners want to hear because that's we're here to like entertain and also have important conversations I think something that we're really losing not to be old man Nick is but like genuinely what I think we're losing is that ability to talk to people and I I think dating apps are 
honestly just horrible for self-confidence. I, and I'm, I'm a part of it. Like, I'm not saying, oh, I don't use dating apps. Like I do, but just. I've used them in the past too. Yeah. They're just not just like, oh, it's just rejection on surface level and just ghosting. And I know you can ghost in real life, but, and I've done, but honestly, I've done both. Like, I'm not kidding. I have been ghosted. I have ghosted. I right. have been ghosted. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I have been ghosted, and I have also ghosted people. Um, and it's just, it's just really perpetuates, like, looks being the main thing. And I, again, I buy into that. And it's like, oh, it's just, I hate it. I really don't like dating apps. And, yeah. and just they move so quickly into like, oh, do you want to like, let's meet like, oh, let's start Snapchatting. Let's send explicit pictures like which is fun. like, I don't mind any of that. Honestly, I just mean like, there's more to it than just that. And I feel like a lot of people that are on these apps aren't looking for relationships. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you um, tried or not ever have you tried? Have you ever pursued or met anyone in person that you've been interested in pursuing a romantic relationship with or pursuing or 100%. dating or yeah yeah 100 percent. and what was that like anything what is that like what did you say i said what what is like what is it like like what, if it's you find someone in person actually have a crush on them and to be honest i can't even form a crush of like someone that i follow online but again you feel like you get to know them in a sense where it's like you're not forcing it it's not like a oh you and i are both let's try and date like let's try and like each other that's not authentic that doesn't just happen like that um I think it's so much more authentic either in person or when you're just like a mutual like when you're not when the goal isn't to date the person when you just you know know them from you know social media or you know them and ideally you know them in person because you know if I mean that can happen when you meet someone on social media it's like oh like I like talking to you but again I don't think that should be the goal of talking to people online and I think that's one thing that tinder and other apps get in the way of right yeah i agree um i also i like my personal experience i think i've never pursued a romantic relationship on online i i've I've used the app um but i and i've swiped but i've never like pursued anything but um i don't know for me i feel like being friends with someone first or at least getting to know someone and and oftentimes the circles that you enter are you have some sort of common ground already there like some common ground other than just okay we're looking for a relationship which i feel like is what's on the on the apps can you hear my dog barking (laughs) we just talked about how i've never been interrupted and now she's barking at my door um Exactly. <laughs> One moment. So sorry. Build this face, Nick. <laughs> He's now just chilling with me. Hi. That was beautiful. What are you doing? Worked in our title of our episode into SpongeBob background music. <laughs> um. I don't know. I just think if you start pursuing a relationship, but this is what I was saying. If you pursue a relationship in person, I find that it's easier because you're already occupying like similar spaces 
and you might have some common ground already you can kind of like jump off that point versus like if you're a complete stranger um but also too like blind dates and stuff are things so that is scary in and of itself (laughs) well Um, i feel like usually you have mutual friends and you set people up if you're kind of going on a blind date yeah yeah so it's not like some random necessarily i mean that's essentially what online dating is if you decide to meet in person it's like no mutual friends or anything you know yeah that's true but uh, it's just uh i don't like it <laughs> like i genuinely i i can't form a relation even if i find them attractive it's like what are we doing like we're forcing conversation right now right it does not feel authentic to me right and yet I also, yeah. I also want to say too as always, this is only our own point of view, and there is no right or wrong way to pursue a oh, romantic yeah. relationship. Oh, no, I mean, if dating so out, we're just jealous. So we are just talking from our own perspectives and um, opinions and experiences. But if if the hookup culture works for you, that's awesome. If dating works for you, that's great. If you want to court someone, even better, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is just our own perspectives. Yeah, but to be honest, I still don't know what cordon means. I just thought it was an <laughs> old term. Um, but should we? Uh, all right, should we head out? <laughs> Am I taking us home? Go for it. All right. My name's Nick. You're Vazi. I'm Justin. <laughs> What's your last name, Justin? My last name is Do. So it is. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Point of Do Podcast, D O O P O D C A S T. That's all one word in parentheses. <laughs> or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm slash point of do. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or share us with a friend or family member. Honestly, that's like the most helpful thing you can do for us because if even like half of our listeners share with one friend that does amazing things for our numbers but as always we hope you had a great week thank you for listening and until next time goodbye